friends, it's Kaya, your friendly neighborhood host of The Warmly Podcast. You're listening to 7-Minute Series, a series of miniature episodes that provide more information about the things you'll be hearing about on Warmly. Each of these mini-episodes is no longer than 7 minutes because 7 is the perfect number. Today's bonus episode is about the four tendencies. I know what you're thinking. Not another personality test or personality framework. Chances are, if you're thinking that at all, you will not last long here on Warmly because we talk a lot about human interaction, human functions, human relationships, why they work, why they don't, and how we operate in general. I first remember hearing about this thing called The Four Tendencies because I was reading The Happiness Project, which is a book authored by Gretchen Rubin, who just so happens to be the creator of The Four Tendencies Framework. I'm pretty sure I picked up the book in the Amsterdam airport when I was stranded for nearly 12 hours, which is a whole other story, but I could be wrong. I originally looked into the four tendencies through learning about Gretchen's work, but I sometimes get a little bit distracted with new information, so I was formally reminded of it in a more permanent sense while listening to Whole30 headmistress Melissa Urban's podcast called Do The Thing. Do The Thing talks about how we all have a thing we've been working on, and in spite of our best efforts, we just can't always make it stick. Melissa talks often about what's missing and how we can make change and make it for good. On one of her first episodes, she talks with Gretchen Rubin. In addition to creating the Four Tendencies framework, Gretchen is an author, speaker, podcaster, and so much more. So what are the Four Tendencies? Gretchen Rubin wrote this about the framework. Our tendencies are hardwired. They're not the result of birth order, parenting style, religious upbringing, or gender. They're not tied to extroversion or introversion. They don't change depending on whether we're at home, at work, or with friends. And they don't change as you age. We bring these tendencies into the world with us. In short, the idea is that there are four types of people. Upholders, obligers, questioners, and rebels. In order to figure out which of these four you most identify with, you have to think about how you personally respond to both outer and inner expectations. Upholders are the kinds of people who meet both outer and inner expectations. They will easily and always submit work on time or ahead of schedule. They are also the ones who could simply decide to run a marathon and actually do it. Upholders love and thrive with rules. They find them helpful, and they respond really well to the structure that these provide. So much so that setting rules for themselves is how they measure their own wellness, success, and general livelihood. Second is the obliger. Obligers are quick to meet outer expectations, but they resist inner expectations. They are your friend, partner, colleague, or boss who is quick to do anything and everything that's thrown their way and asked of them, but may keep a home or personal habits that leave everyone wondering, is everything okay? Obligers will sometimes express internal expectations to others and ask others to hold them accountable, which then feels more like an outer expectation if you know somebody is going to be checking in with you on it. Questioners resist most outer expectations unless they've vetted it themselves because they are most responsive to inner expectations. They're kind of like magicians. They only respond to internal expectations and can sometimes turn outer expectations into inner ones. A lot of their time is spent on this question, what is important and why? This is the question that guides them day in and day out. It is what they use as a measuring stick against all outer expectations placed on them to decide if they are valid and need to be treated as an internal expectation. 
Questioners are self-starters and do not require much supervision, if any. Last but not least, rebels resist all expectations, inner and outer. There's no hope for them. Just kidding. But rebels do what they like to do when they want to do it and never when they don't. Some might call this temperamental, and I think we can all agree that is true. The best way to get a rebel to do something is to never mention it at all and pray to whatever god that you regularly communicate with that they would just randomly wake up one day and happen to want to do that thing on their own. As much as I love the Enneagram, there is a lot of nuance And the four tendencies is so much simpler and easier. It doesn't take a whole lot to remember the titles, the driving factors, and identify if someone you work with, sleep with, or grew up with is an upholder, obliger, questioner, or rebel. That's it for today, folks. In case you forgot, I am your host, Kaya, and this, of course, is Warmly. You can learn more about Gretchen Rubin at GretchenRubin.com. That's G-R-E-T-C-H-E-N-R-U-B-I-N dot com. And in case you're not already subscribed to Lately, the Warmly blog and newsletter, you can visit warmlypod.com slash subscribe. 